What's up, everyone? We're back on the Founder Hour. It's Tuesday. I'm your co-host, Posh. I'm Pat. And we're back with Rosie. Hey, guys. <laughs> Hopefully, you're just getting started and you're excited because we're about to delve into Sugar Fina. It's my favorite topic. Um, I'm <laughs> sure it is. So, Rosie, give us a little bit. And I think we left out the last segment talking about how you had met Josh, who was your co-founder. And you were starting on this idea of, you know... Sugarfina, was there ever this moment, that aha moment of like, okay, we got to do this and we're going to do it? And what was that? Well, it, it was on one of our dates, actually. Okay. So on our third date, he took third me date. to see Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the Great original movie. one from oh, the, the 70s. Like, oh, wow. Oh, so it's like a replay in theaters? The good one. It was at, um, <laughs> you know how they have like those outdoor screenings yeah, at yeah, the yeah. Hollywood Forever thing. Cemetery? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it a real there. hot date place. Yeah. It, no, it, <laughs> it's actually really cute. Uh, I wasn't being sarcastic. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, so we went to see that movie and we both loved that movie and yeah. we were like big sweet tooths. And we just started talking after the movie like, why doesn't candy feel magical anymore? Like, mm. why do you go into a candy store and you're kind of like grossed out? People are like shoveling gummy yeah. worms into yeah. a bag. Like the candy's not great. Um, the experience isn't great. It's very kid-oriented. Why isn't there a candy store for grownups? And that was the spark of the idea. And th- that night? That night, yeah. And it was just like, oh, you're just having a conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, we weren't like, yeah. okay, tomorrow, like tomorrow we're, we're starting so, the yeah. business. No, we were on our third date. Keep yeah, in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, a lot, yeah. that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's one of those like conversation things. Yes. Like, you know, who, just, who came up with it? <laughs> no, I mean, it truly was like a conversation. Yeah. but at, at, After the movie. Yeah. yeah. And this was in 2010. Okay. So we didn't yeah. launch the company until about two years later. Okay. So it was like our thing we would talk about on our dates. It was like a fun thing to just yeah. brainstorm like, well, what would this look like? And what would it be? And how mm-hmm. would we start it? Mm-hmm. And what, I mean, in 2010, what did it look like? Well, in your mind. Nothing. In your, no, well, <laughs> yeah. But in your, in your mind, I'm curious because a lot of yeah. everybody has these ideas. But like in 2010... What was that idea? Well, the idea was to have really high quality, like more European style, really beautiful candies, and then in a modern store environment. So not like this kind of Disneyland kid experience, Mm -hmm. but more kind of like going along the Apple store, but like prettier type of route. So you were always thinking retail? I think so, because I think when you think of creating something with candy, like you need to be in person and touch and taste Mm -hmm. and smell it. And Mm -hmm. so even though we launched online, we ultimately always wanted to have a store. So from that conversation to launching it, what was the process? Like, did you like when did it become a real thing? Like, I'm seriously going to do this. It became a real thing on Mother's Day 2012 <laughs> okay. when we told our parents. Two that years we, later. Yeah. When we told our parents that we were quitting our jobs and we were going to start a candy store and they thought we were totally crazy. And what was Josh doing at the time? Um, so at the time, we were both kind of working on this other startup um, that was more like in the social media type of Got space. Um, and things, you know, things were fine, but. You both were working on it together? Yeah, we worked okay. on it together. So yeah. So I left Mattel to work on that Got with it. him. And then ultimately, then we launched. And Sugar was Fina. Josh, like, what was josh is doing before you met him like was he was he... working in video games okay so we've covered every little kid's dream job toys yeah. video games candy yeah. makes sense <laughs> we're gonna have to figure out what we do next i don't know <laughs> alcohol cannabis something, something. Yeah. toilet paper yeah toilet paper <laughs> totally yeah so why the name we were at an Italian restaurant. We wanted to have the word sugar in the name because we wanted it to be obvious what we were like we're not trying to be 
hiding behind what we are. We're candy. We, you want to treat yourself. You should be proud of it. Um, but we wanted a made-up name so that we could get the trademarks and the social media handles, all that. So at this Italian restaurant, we were just sort of mashing up words. And Fina in Italian means very fine quality. Mm. And I said, what about Sugar Fina? And he's like, yeah, I think... I think that's the name. And so I pulled out my phone and I like go on GoDaddy and I bought yeah. the domain right there at the table. And then we got home, he filed the trademark and that was it. It right was, there. it didn't, it, we honestly did not think about it for more than an hour. Th those are the best ones. Yeah. It that's just kind of happened. Yeah. And so in those two years when you were working on this other startup, um, but you were still kind of playing around the idea of Sugarfina or was yeah. it like kind of just like on the side, like as a fun thing or? It it was more of a hobby. It was okay. like a topic of conversation. So okay. when we would travel, we would go try to find like amazing candies in these different little places that we were traveling. And we'd bring back, you know, enough that we could kind of keep a stash and sort of build this mm -hmm. collection. So by the time we officially started, we probably had like 50 to 60 candies that we knew we wanted to import and bring over. Got it. And were you like a like candy aficionado growing up or was it like... Well, if by candy aficionado, do you mean like I ate a lot of candy. I don't know. Yeah. Just, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Looked at it, ate it, whatever. Yeah. Look, no, yeah. I know. I mean, I, I'm definitely like, I love food. Like I just, yeah. I, it's something that fascinates me and I find really interesting. And so, um, you know, kind of going and discovering things that I've never seen or tasted before mm -hmm. is really exciting for mm -hmm. me. And so when we would go into these little villages and discover these amazing candies that were not sold in the U S that discovery was fun and we wanted to bring that feeling to people, you know, who shopped at Sugar and, and was there any indication outside of just you and Josh, like here in the States that people like wanted that? No. Um, we, tr we started this having no idea yeah. if it was going to work. I mean, we in our minds thought it was like a small hobby business. Yeah. Like maybe we have you went to business school, you're like, oh, now I got to do this business plan and go do, do, do like market research and yeah, I didn't you know, do feasibility any of that. <laughs> and all this stuff, right? <laughs> My like, professors so would have been totally ashamed of me. Yeah. I mean, it was very haphazard and you're just like making it right. up as you go along. Um, so we thought that we were going to have to do a lot of educating and convincing people because look, when you're importing really high quality candy, it's not going to cost the same as gummy worms at a gas station. Mm -hmm. There's obviously going to be a difference. And we thought people were going to have resistance to paying more for better quality mm -hmm. candy. Um, but fortunately, people just got it. And I think it was that sense of discovery. Like, I've never seen anything like this before. This tastes fantastic. I want to give this to my friends mm -hmm. because I feel like I've discovered something new and cool. That word of mouth, that viral aspect yeah. really worked in our favor. And so walk us through the like early time, like the, the launch essentially. Like, how did you after leaving your job and going in full-time, like how did you launch this thing and introduce it to the world? So after Mother's Day, when we told our parents, um, that same afternoon, we were like, you know, if we're really going to do this, we should probably learn about the industry because we had no experience in the industry. We're like, maybe there's like a candy trade show. And so we Googled candy trade show. And um, the following week, there actually was a candy trade show. And so we're like, <laughs> okay. all right, let's buy our tickets. I mean, this is the early days are so exciting yeah. because it's like the unknown and you're yeah. just like jumping in and doing whatever. So we go to this candy trade show. And what it did was it really reinforced to us there is nothing like what we have in our heads out there in mm -hmm. the market. So it was kind of that like confirming that mm -hmm. there was something different you saw that a gap. we were doing. You saw a gap, yeah. Um, and then we just got to work. I mean, this was where we pretty much split up our roles and I was kind of doing all of the web design, packaging design, copy, all that. Josh was doing more of like the business logistics setup, that sort of thing. Um, and we just 
we just did it. So was the idea like, let's just do this and put it out there and see if people like to see what happens? Yeah, we went into it thinking this might not work and it might become like our Saturday project. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's fine. Yeah. And this because you're still working on this other startup. Yeah, because like we yeah. we were doing it because we wanted to do it. Got it was it. like a fun excuse to travel and go like find interesting candies. Mm-hmm. If we had to go back to regular full time jobs, we were fine with that. Mm-hmm. And so the goal is to source candies from around the world mm-hmm. that were just fine candy. Yeah, just like beautiful quality. So a lot of them have these amazing stories, and most of them are made by these family owned candy makers that have been doing it for hundreds of years. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. one of them's like a fourteen generation wow. family. It's wow. crazy. And we went to visit them. We go in their factories. They're mostly made by hand. Mm-hmm. It's just a different world than the candy that mm-hmm. Americans mm-hmm. are used to. So you guys launched with how many candies? Uh, it was about 100. And then we ultimately got up to 140. And this is all online? All online. And curated by you and Josh. And curated by me and Josh. We tasted everything. Okay. And we had a lot of like things that didn't work. Like yeah. we love black licorice and yeah. Americans do yeah, not. I can't so do our that. 14 <laughs> different black licorice flavors that we introduced <laughs> got discontinued very quickly. All 14. All 14. <laughs> so you guys had to buy this inventory beforehand or you guys bought it per purchase? Well, we had to buy it pretty far in advance because we had to ship it over from Europe. We had to package it into our packaging and then sell it. So, so was inventory or managing inventory ever an issue? Um, Yeah. I mean, it's still an issue. It's a really hard thing to get right. We're getting better about understanding like mm-hmm, people's mm-hmm. tastes and what they like. But yeah, those are the risks you take. Was, was the goal ever to have your own candy as well or was it always to just source? Uh, we never wanted to like start a manufacturing plant what we do is we contract manufacturing with all these artists and candy makers we work with so we went from buying what they already make to essentially creating Creating unique recipes with them so when did that start because i know you guys have like the champagne one and the rosé one we were uh about two years in we were at the scale where we could invent things and they would create them for us Mm mm-hmm so how did those ideas come about? Like, wh- where were you getting the inspiration for the whole, like, because I know, like, a lot of them are, like, cocktail inspired. Yeah. But, like, where did that come from? Was it something that the customers were, hey, guys, this would be cool? Or was it something that you and Josh are sitting down thinking, I think this could be interesting? When you have the mindset of we're going to disrupt the candy industry, it's truly, like, throw any idea at the wall and see what sticks. And that was what was great about launching online is we could try so many things, relatively low risk. Mm -hmm. Um, So we learned a lot. We learned people love cocktail flavors, so we went deep into cocktail flavors. We learned they loved, like, exotic, interesting combinations, so we, you know, try new flavors all the time. Um, But... No idea is a bad idea. Like people come to the office and like throw crazy ideas out and like half of them end up turning into something. Even something like green juice, gummy yeah. bears made yeah. with spinach yeah. wow. actually became a real product. That's the one with the press juicery? Yeah. And it's like a bestseller. People love it. Because it's healthy. It's healthy-ish. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> I think, air quotes healthy. Yeah. I mean, it's also like nobody's ever had like vegetable gummy bears before. Right. And they actually taste really good. They taste more like apple and lemon. Mm. Um, but you know, they have vitamins and they're, yeah. mm-hmm. they're fun. Love it. What was the customers or the public's reaction to this uh, candy company that was online that perhaps they had never seen anything like this before? 
So people hadn't heard of us, but what we tried to do very early on was our early customers, we really tried to nurture relationships and turn them into ambassadors. So every single online order, I would put a handwritten note. And like the early days, the notes were long. Mm -hmm. And it was like, hey, we're new. If you like this, please share it with someone. Tell us your feedback. We really want to hear. And and I think people really reacted to that human personal connection. Mm -hmm. And so they would just spread the word. And, and how did they find out about you? Was it just like advertising? I don't know. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know. No, I mean like every customer we would Google and like there was some connection. Like, oh, that's your mom's friend that she works <laughs> with. You know? But then we started it's to get the moms people. moms telling everybody. Yeah, yeah. We start, yeah, it was like my mom and all our friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we started to get people who we had no idea who they were and they were like in parts of the country we had no connection to. And I, what we started to find was that people who would – buy Sugarfina would enjoy it, they would send it as gifts to mm. other people. Those people would then send gifts. Right. So we could kind of like track right. the, the yeah. ripple out. Mm-hmm. And that word of mouth is really powerful. Till this day. Oh, totally. Totally. And how do you, I think that obviously word of mouth is a big form of marketing, but how do you accelerate word of mouth marketing? It's, you know, I think in the beginning we were doing it on a very one-to-one scale. Mm -hmm. I think now what we try to do is we try to instill that um, desire to create an emotional human connection with everyone in our company. So, like, I personally can't go write notes to every customer in the world, but all the people at our stores, all the people they interact with – they can have transactional relationships or they can have like real human relationships. And I think a lot of companies get so into data and optimizing that they like forget people just want connection. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if our store manager goes out of her way to give a little treat to a kid who's crying and her mom's just trying to shop, that's a story that that mom is now going to go tell her friends. It's like, oh, the lady at Sugarfina was so nice. She saw that I was struggling and she helped my kid. And um, so we try to have that as part of our culture. Mm-hmm. Well, tomorrow we'll talk about obviously the future of the space. But um, I know like so launch after launching online, at what point did you decide like we need to open up a physical store? It was something that was always in our plan. We just didn't know exactly when. So we were using the website as a proof of concept, figure out what do people like, what do they not like. Is there even a business here? Yeah, is there there even (laughs) anything here? Um, So it was about a year and a half until we opened our first store. Okay. And where was the first store? In Beverly Hills. Yes. We wanted that first location to sort of set the tone for what we were. We really wanted to be known as luxury and very premium quality. Mm -hmm. And so the Beverly Hills address definitely (laughs) helps. 90210. Yes, 90210. And then I think the second one was in where I live around Glendale. In the Americana at Glendale. Yeah. 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 And so were, were people reacting well to the retail space? Yeah, people loved the retail space. What was cool was we started the business in the basement of our house and we would keep inventory on these shelves and they would kind of be like, you know, very meticulously organized. We had this concept of design your own bento box. So you take Mm -hmm. an empty box, you fill it with cubes. Mm -hmm. We just had that in our basement by accident and people would, like friends would come down and we'd say, here, fill a box. And we would just like watch them transform. They just like got so excited and happy and they'd like, have so much fun picking out yeah. all the different candies. That was what sort of sparked the idea of, okay, we need to make our store not just shopping, but experiential. experiential yeah. And this, you know, design your own box is like a huge part of our store. Love it. Love it. Yeah, that's a great segue into what we'll talk about tomorrow, which is the future of the space and even retail in the space. So thank you for sharing your story. Thanks, guys. Yeah.